Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters and I am your host, Caroline Rutterman, and we have a great show for you today. Uh, we are here with a Sunshine Beeson and we're talking about iridology. So welcome, Sunshine. Thanks, Caroline. Great to be here. Absolutely. So, um, so Sunshine, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do here in the Pioneer Valley. So I'm Sunshine Beeson, and my business of 38 years is called Inspiral Iridology, and I have an adjunct to that. It's called Alchemy Hypnotherapy. And I just want to say that one thing is that when I saw that you had been doing this work for 38 years, it was like started in 1982. I was like, I was born in December 1981. So you've literally, your, your business is a little bit, just a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> it's like your business and I are the same age. I feel very connected to that. <laughs> there you go. So I'll speak into a little bit. I'm sure uh, your listeners don't know much about iridology. I noticed that on the East Coast, not many people know of it. I'm from the West Coast, actually, relatively new here. So iridology actually is an analysis tool analyzing the iris of the eye for physical and emotional health. And what I do, I specialize in helping people get to a place of peace, joy, and ease, um, and less stress and anxiety in their uh, emotions, as well as releasing physical pain by getting to the root cause of what's causing these maladies. Now, when, when you're looking into the eye, what, you know, I mean, the eyes are such an interesting and fascinating thing. And it's something that permeates artwork and poetry and metaphor for the human existence. And, you know, as over the last few days, I've been kind of as I'm kind of preparing for chatting with you, kind of realizing that, you know, the eyes are the one thing that we have to connect each other with right now, like the face is completely covered, except the eyes. And, that's all we have, you know, we're just looking at each other and there, you know, it's, it's such an impact. Um, and so I'm really curious as to, to what, what drew you to this kind of diagnostic tool that is iridology. I love what you just said, because I want to speak into that for a moment. Um, the left eye is the soul eye. Okay. So that's, that's the feminine side of you. And so when you're, when you're looking at people and that's when you're looking into people's eyes, looking into the left eye actually engages you with somebody's soul. The right eye is, is masculine. It's masculine energy on your right side. And that is more to do with control or business or taking action. So I love that little piece that you said. Um, so can you repeat your question again, what you wanted me to speak about? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do. I was curious about sort of what drew you to the eyes. Okay. But as you're kind of talking about the, the left eye, um, and that being um, that sort of like feminine aspect, when you're looking at somebody, 
you know, are you talking about looking through your own left eye into into their left eye? You're, you're gazing with both of your eyes into somebody's left eye. In fact, when I do a session, I start always with the left eye. So I'm looking at somebody's left eye. And it's an automatic unconscious thing when people, I mean, you're looking at both eyes when you look at somebody's face, but oftentimes just start to notice, Caroline, like where, do, where does your eye gaze into? Are you more looking in the left or are you more looking in the right? Just something to pay attention to. Also, I um, think I tend to look towards people. If I'm facing your face, I'm looking mm-hmm. at your left side of your face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the feminine side. Right. Okay. It's the feminine side. So, oh gosh, back in the day when I, when I first started to do the iridology, I was uh, studied in uh, my practice was all about counseling and nutrition herbology, flower essences, aromatherapy. I mean, so many different branches of my holistic business. And when I was introduced to the iridology, I was completely blown away because here's a platform, a vehicle where all of the modalities could fit in one place. (laughs) And I could get right to the core, right to what what was the puzzle? You know, what was happening right there without anybody speaking to me and tell, telling me what their issues are? I could go right there and say, oh, looks like, you know, we've got this situation, this, this, this. And it, it's so complex, um, it, but it's so wonderful because it actually can adhere to and be um, connected to many of the other holistic modalities. So, In other words, I can see something structural going on with somebody where I know that they need some chiropractic and I'll send them to a chiropractor and chiropractor will say, yes, it's exactly what is happening or an acupuncturist or somebody that I I can see needs some lymphatic massage, the glands, your glands that are all over your body and the lymph system. And that massage therapist will concur. Yes, there's some congestion in the lymph tissue. So it's it's so it's so accurate, but it goes along with all the other holistic modalities. But I can spot it sometimes before somebody even has a blood test. You know, it's it's uh, we can see these predispositions for what's occurring. Now, how much of this is your kind of um, developed intuition, and how much of this is sort of the um, the markings uh, on the iris? So there is the actual map of uh, a science that was created, and I I am very intuitive, but I I'm also when I'm doing this work I'm on the physical side I'm really in check with the science part and looking at that to get to have a very accurate uh, reading, um, you know the emotions are also in that there's a whole nother chart um whole nother reading um that does the personality and the emotions with and it's called behavioral iridology oh interesting it's interesting that it's kind of like completely uh like segmented into something else yes so um it, it really completes a holistic picture um 
Yeah. Do you have a particular affinity towards um, more of like the emotional support around iridology or more of the like physical, like, do you, do you tend to like feel like, oh yeah, I just, I feel like I'm really, really good at like assisting people with X, Y, and Z. I love this question. Okay. So years ago, I, I, people would say I was like a walking encyclopedia (laughs) as far as you know, herbs and supplements, and I can say where it came from, what it does, and what the properties are, which part, the root, the leaf, the flower. And I loved that because I love nature and I love the plants, what they can do to to our bodies. But as I've evolved, um, I love the the emotional aspects because because what I'm finding right now these days is that People could have the best diet. They could be so clean and do everything right, but yet they're still having struggles. They're still having anxiety. They're still stressed. Their nervous system or their their parasympathetic nervous system is completely imbalanced. And so what's exciting to me is getting underneath, right? Getting to the very root core cause of what is causing this pain, Um or, and it's the emotions. So an interesting thing, I, I use a lot of symbolism and metaphors. And what happens with unresolved emotions or these imprinted patterns that we get from belief systems when we're young is that these emotions, symbolically, they piggyback on top of your cells. And the cells are being renewed all the time. But what's happening is that old emotion or that old belief or that old imprint is piggybacking onto the new cell. So you're carrying it forward, carrying it forward. And then people are in shock that disease starts to set in the body. Well, if we don't take care of cleaning up this house, this home, this temple, then we start to, it starts to break down, right? It starts to collapse we don't have that strong foundation, just like a, a, a home. So I love to answer your question. I, I really, really like the, the emotional piece um, because I love doing the hypnotherapy and the system that I've created around that. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's like how many, we, we all often look into the mirror and, you know, if we're putting on a little bit of makeup or, you know, if we're just brushing our teeth or whatever, do you, do you have, um, do you ever like look into your own eyes and diagnose, like di- do a daily diagnosis or do, are you good about switching it off? I'm, I'm just so fascinated because we have this constant connection to eyes and it's yes. like, you know, if it's constantly revealing information, like how do you, do you, can you even uh, read your own eyes? Oh yeah, you can. Um, so long ago when I first started this, I mean, my, my diet and nutrition basically has always been really quite good because I've at an early age, I started into all this, all of this getting educated. But when I was first learning the iridology, of course, we all had the iris pictures taken and there apparently um, I needed some digestive enzymes that I wasn't taking back at that 38 friggin' years ago, you know? And um, so when I started to clean that up a little bit, my eye color changed. My eyes are blue. They're, they're very, very blue, but there was a, a ring, which is around your, around the pupil is the digestive system. <clears throat> and my eyes actually changed color. So, 
I have slides. I've got iris pictures of my eyes over the years that I monitor and I keep track of. But I don't look at them daily and they don't change daily. It, t- it can take months, like three months to a year for certain changes to take place. And then there's certain changes that don't take place. And that would be what's called structure. So that would, sometimes people have these flower petal shapes or you notice maybe freckles in the eyes. There's all kinds of little indications. And that you're, you, um, a lot of it you come into the world with. So that, that's um, just your, your innate uh, constitution. And the innate constitution would be kind of, would that be sort of similar to like Ayurveda in terms of like if you're uh, kind of separated into these three doshas, like, you know, your sort of body types or temperaments? Right. It's similar to doshas, but um, a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so Sunshine, I'm, I'm really curious as how did you get into this work? What, like, what was that moment like in, in 1982? Well, as I, as I was saying previously, I, I had many different modalities that were under my belt already. And I very fortunately was introduced to what I would say is the master of iridology in the Western world, Dr. Bernard Jensen in Escondido, California. And he's won Nobel, had won Nobel prizes for this. And any, any other iridologist knows of the Jensen, as Jensen being the man. And I feel really fortunate because he was my first teacher and um, he's not, he's no longer living. Um, But that was just, that was just the icing on the cake for me, you know, this, because this modality just speaks to so many parts of of the human, of who you are. Did you seek out Jensen to be your teacher? Like, did you go straight into school or did you like meet him like happenstance? I had um, some people that were, were uh, running shows for him, doing videos on him. And they were in the health industry. They were colleagues of mine. And they said, um, you, I think you really need to meet this person and uh, take his course. So I listened to what they said, and it was the best thing ever, ever that I could have done. <laughs> what was the training like? I mean, do, do you remember your very first iridology reading of that, that somebody offered for you, that first diagnosis? Oh, my gosh. You know, what was the most, uh, what I remember the most is that we had, to, we had to look at hundreds, hundreds of giant big irises on a big screen. And I remember for days and days and days after the trainings that I've had, because I've I've not only studied with Jensen, but several other people at many different levels. And I would dream about eyes. That's all I saw, eyes, eyes, (laughs) eyes everywhere. And one of the things I I had to curtail myself was... I wanted to just look into everybody's eyes. I mean, I, I make eye contact anyway. That's just who I am always. But I wanted to just start to read people's eyes right away. And what I learned over the years is, you know, you can't be invasive. People have to want to step into what their healing is about. And I, I realized I, I couldn't be so overzealous and just start to, you know, 
plant information <laughs> on these people or tell them, you know, what I was seeing. So I had to um, get a little more graceful about it. And it's interesting because when I tell people what I do, there's two responses I get. And one is, um, okay, I don't, I, let me put sunglasses on. I don't want you looking in my eyes because this is too scary. You're like, protect me. Uh, or they'll <laughs> say, okay, can you just look in my eyes right now and tell me what you see? <laughs> so it's it's those two um kind of responses that I get. <laughs> yeah. I had I had a different response altogether. I was like, "Ooh, cool. I want to interview her." <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> um because I feel like I, you know, it's definitely not it's not a um a common practice out on the East Coast. I know a lot of people in the Pioneer Valley. I interview people almost every single week for the last couple of years and you're the first iridologist that I've met in this area. So that's really, really great that you're bringing this, um, you know, new to us modality out here. Yes. Yes. It's exciting. Yeah. What drew you to Massachusetts? Like what called you to, um, to our little part of the world? So who called me here was my daughter. Um, she, uh, we're, we're from the West coast. I mean, all the way West coast. I, I was born in Canada, lived in California, lived in Colorado and my daughter had moved out to Massachusetts about seven years ago because of a guy she met on the West Coast, and he was from here. And so he brought her here. They got married and had twins four years ago. And uh, my daughter and I were so, so close, and, uh, and that was uh, first time being a grandparent. So my husband said, there's no way. You're a, you know, it's like across the United States, it's like across the whole world. Are you going to be able to handle this? So my daughter actually asked, requested, okay, mom, you need to move here now. I went to the East Coast. I didn't know a thing about Massachusetts. <laughs> I'd come out and visited her a couple of times, but I had horses and a spiritual community. And I mean, I lived in Colorado for 30 years. So it was like, you know, up leveling, uprooting everything. And I, I'm not, I'm not a real young girl right now. <laughs> so even though I have a young spirit, um, but I, you know, I had to change my whole, my whole lifestyle and come and from scratch and start my business all over again, which was fine because um, it's, it's flourishing and people are really appreciating this modality. So that's why I'm here. Very cool. Very cool. I was, I'm always so curious as to what draws people to this area of the world. It's, um, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty special area out here, but, uh, but the healing arts in particular are really thriving. So anytime new people come in, I'm like, you must've been, somebody called you. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Sunshine, uh, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Energy Matters on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM. And um, we're chatting with Sun Sunshine Beeson, who is an iridologist. Um, I, I, I've kind of seen on your website, um, there's a lot of like, you kind of have some good technology that you work with. Can you tell us what your sort of behind the scenes setup looks like? Yes. So basically, um, I have a special camera. It's an iridology camera. And it shows very, very, very explicit, minute detail of the uh, fibers, the iris of the eye. It shows all the different layers that are there. It's quite fascinating. And like you said uh, previously, Caroline, the eye is like, it is, it's like artwork. It is, it's fascinating and incredible the depth and the color 
that that's there. And um, I, I use the camera. And so after I take a photograph of somebody's eye, I have a fairly large computer screen. I put that up there and people see each, they see themselves for the very first time in such a different way. It's like, that's the blueprint. That's the blueprint of their soul. There's no two irises alike, not even in twins. It's like your thumbprint. So um, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, but that's the equipment that I use. That's what I what I do. And uh, when the people are far, far away from me, I now have them take a picture with the iPhone if they can, if they can capture it, right? There's a few um, things that you need to do to get the uh, picture on the iPhone. Yeah, you did we- attempt to t- give me some of those tips. And I right? took some pretty horrible photos of my eye. <laughs> It's actually surprisingly hard to capture like a good clear photo of your eye up close. Yeah, uh, blue lighter eyes are easier, but it, it's so you know it's a little hard. Yeah, <laughs> but that's you know having the camera is um, an efficient way to go. Absolutely. Um, so, um, and I noticed that you do couple sessions. Can you tell us about? Can you tell us a little bit about like how the how, like. I guess just, yeah, I feel like I have a lot of questions, but can you tell, tell me a little bit about what couple sessions look like? Sure. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> for, for the couple's work, um, usually my husband and I do this together, and it's really about um, the capacity for intimacy and connection and conscious communication. So we're very different than therapists. We're very alternative. And um, it's really teaching people individually and when they come together about foundationally how we can really trust and communicate our truth uh, in a safe way. And it's amazing to me because most couples, when they come together, there's always, there's a hidden, there's usually a hidden fear. That trust level is compromised a lot of times in many ways. So people don't feel like they absolutely safely um, can express what's true. What is the truth? And we, we just teach people um, that conscious communication and how to have a better understanding with each other. And we also work um, really about how to connect with each other's heart in a really spiritual, sacred way. So I break down the word intimacy into see me. And we also work with uh, an energy and the sh- chakra system and how do you align your chakras together so there's the, that energetic alignment and communicate with each other without words. <laughs> so just communicate with energy so and that, with the eyes. Yes. And so that's sort of a, a bigger picture part of the work. It's sort of iridology and beyond as part of yes. the work that you and your husband are doing together. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, um, so let me see what else. Um, and how, how does the, the alchemy hypnotherapy and the kind of like hypno core, uh, hypno core release work fit into all of this? Okay. Great question. So, Under the umbrella of alchemy hypnotherapy, alchemy is uh, transformational change. Um, So 
I have many different certifications in different ways, modalities of counseling and therapy and hypnotherapy, emotional release work. And I've combined and mixed and matched um, a lot of these methodologies into my own system called HypnoCore Release. And it's... um, it's a process that really gets underneath um, to the younger. It's a lot of inner child work. It's it's the parts of self that are frag. I call them fragmented, so that we're reintegrating those fragmented parts of self that are kind of running the show of your life when you go into reaction. And so there's a lot of moving parts to that, um, but it's a really effective way very rapidly to get results and have physical changes start to happen and emotional changes that bring peace and ease and really reduce stress. Now, is that like, would you get the the iridology uh, kind of reading or diagnosis first and then apply the like the hypno core release work afterwards? Is that sort of how, to, how it works in tandem or is it sort of just uh, like a technique that you sort of developed on your own that could stand alone? So excellent question. And it can go either, either way. Generally on a general basis, I would use uh, the iridology kind of like an intake or an analysis to see what's happening. And what I, the body knows what priority, what is the priority? That's my main focus. Is it nutritional? Do we need supplementation? Or do we really need to look underneath first and get to that um, those emotional issues? So, um, yeah, generally the status quo might be to do the iridology first and then follow the next time it would be about the hypnocore re- release. Um, sometimes we go right into the hypnocore release. It just really depends individually. It's very individual. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite thing to treat in, in kind of all the modalities that you work with? I know you mentioned that you really like early on, you used to kind of love doing the the plant diagnosis, the like kind of herbalism kind of work. Um, like what's your like absolutely favorite part of this work right now? What really lights you up? It, you know, it, that's just a hard thing because there's I love the diversification um, I, 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 can, I love to work with people when they're having um, problems in business and, and uh, relationships. I think it's relationship, right? So business issues with their peers or their colleagues or uh, relationship issues with your spouse or your children or your family. Um, I really like working the relationship piece. So I love all of it, but um, I really do like that. Yeah. Well, that's what the eyes are all about, right? Isn't that the metaphor of the eyes is our connection to people? Yes. yes. <laughs> connection is so, so important. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, I feel like the word connection is like, it's like a surface level to like, it has such a, a deep layers and layers and layers of, you know, humanity in there. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, have you gotten a chance to look into anyone's eyes who has COVID? Nope. Oh, <laughs> because I, you know, it's, it's interesting because I feel like there's, um, there's so much happening with the after effects of COVID. And I know you kind of mentioned that the eye changes once 
every like every kind of few months like it's not like a day-to-day turnover so um yeah I, I guess I I was just curious if um if anything had kind of emerged in uh in the iridology field uh, around the kind of COVID stuff but so, so what I can speak to about that um, because COVID really, uh, the, the place that it really attacks is the respiratory system. So if somebody has a uh, weak immune function and they have uh, a predisposition or hereditary uh, issues with their respiratory system, that's, you know, they're prone, I would say more uh, prone towards possibly having COVID. Absolutely. But I don't know that co- that having COVID would change anything in the iris. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, and is that, is that because like, I mean, I guess what, what are the kind of things that you're looking for um, when it's, when it's in the system? I know you kind of mentioned that there's going to be um, emotional and spiritual stuff that will come up. Um, I noticed that you kind of mentioned, I also, uh, you mentioned, um, the if there's like chiropractic or like structural issues um what kind of things do what do things ever surprise you when you're looking into somebody's eyes um not quite sure how to answer that do do i get surprised about yeah i mean are are there ever kind of things that like emerge that you're like oh i've never i've never seen that before or that's uh that's particularly unusual uh for someone's circumstance to to have uh you know a reflection and uh of something in their in their iris um no i would say no uh to that however there is is an unusual thing at times, whereas uh, one pupil might be really, really large and the other pupil is small, or half of the iris is brown and half of it of the same eye is blue. Oh. And that, that's an anomaly. Am I saying that right? <laughs> um, anyway, it's an unusual thing. that I don't see that too often, but I know that it can happen. Um, so that would probably be the only thing that would surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and is that more of the, 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 the kind of color alterations? Is that is that more than just like genetic material coming up? Or is there kind of stuff that you can read through that? It's it's more of, uh, I would say, genetic. And um, it, it, it has to do oftentimes with what sometimes one parent has one blue eye has a blue eye and the other parent has brown eyes. And there's a whole color mix that can happen with that because really there's only when you're born, your eyes are either brown or blue and they start to change at, at about two years old, depending on um, diet and that kind of thing and predispositions. So, And you, you kind of, you mentioned that after you doing, doing your own kind of clearing and your own healing work, that your eyes changed color. Was it, um, did it, do they stay within the same blue? I can't quite see what color your eyes are from the, the zoom camera, but um, did they stay blue uh, within the blue zone or did they kind of they change? Got they got bluer. Yeah, there was more, more blue enhanced. Oh, that's so fascinating. <clears throat> yeah. So how, how is your work um, different than going to see an eye doctor? Like what is, um, what are some of the major differences between, are, are there a lot of like opticians um, or optometrists rather that are, that practice iridology? Nope. <laughs> it's like totally separate. 
It is. I mean, it, it fascinates me because when I uh, meet new optometrists, uh, they kind of have heard of it, but they dismiss it. They're, they're a little bit more coming from traditional medicine. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a split. So the, you know, the eye doctor is looking at the retina. It's looking at the back of the optic nerve and looking at macular uh, degeneration and things like that. So they're very specific and focused of what, what they're analyzing there. They're not looking at the iris, the colored part of the eye where all of the information is. There's also another reading that's called sclerology and that's the whites of the eye. So eye doctors are not looking at that. They're, they will say that there's sunburn or irritation in the eye, but there's a whole nother reading nutritionally uh, and emotionally that can be read in the whites. And I mostly stick with the, the colored part, the iris. Yeah. And, you know, I think in a lot of ways that speaks to how modern medicine is where, you know, you go to, there's a specialist, uh, you know, you go to the eye doctor, you go to the gynecologist, you go to your primary care, you go to, you know, there's sort of these, these different areas that are, are segmented, like different doctors specialize in different parts of the body. And whereas a lot of uh, alternative health and holistic healing, you know, often you can kind of get larger pictures happening with all of the systems at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Um, does, uh, do you do trainings? Do you, do you teach people to do what you do or do you have more of the, um, the direct, uh, kind of clinical style practice? I used to teach, I used to do give workshops uh, about many different things, aromatherapy and, and some of the iridology, but I, I don't, I, st I stay with the clinical aspect of it, but I do do other kinds of workshops and things. What other kind of workshops and things have you got <laughs> up your sleeve? Um, I am, uh, I do transformational workshops for women, uh, manifestation, law of attraction kind of kinds of things. Um, I do uh, webinars and things about masculine, feminine, the integration of the aspects of showing the shadow and the sacred. Very so, cool. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's like, it's like we all just kind of keep learning and keep exploring and it's all kinds of fun stuff that, you know, you never know what's going to fold into our, our professional practices with this work. Right. That's very, very cool. Um, so um, one other thing that I was curious about um, is, uh, I, I guess, like, you know, early early on when you kind of met um, this man, Jensen, who was really one of the pioneers of doing iridology, you know, how, like, how did you know that, like, this was your work? Like, did you have an aha moment? Was Jensen such a, like, charismatic teacher that you just really wanted to absorb what he wanted? Like, you know, I'm kind of fascinated with that pivotal moment when people sort of find their vocation. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious as to um, what that, what that moment was like for you, if, if you even had that moment. I'm not sure if it was, if it was encapsulated in just a moment, but I was completely in awe of the whole system because I, I love eyes so much and I love the direct connection and contact with people um, of, uh, you know, connecting that way. So it was like, it was such a, a wonderful way to instantly, uh, you know, instantly dive in, in a non-invasive way 
to um, to understand the whole, all the body systems. So that, that was such a that was such a great thing. Yeah, yeah, and that was all out in Escondido, California. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. So um, from a business perspective, how, you know, this is a big topic of conversation across with all holistic healers right now. Um, How have you sort of, like, how has the pandemic affected your business? Um, How have you adapted? What do things look like kind of behind the scenes as a, as a practitioner for, for life right now and for work? Well, one of the ways that it has impacted uh, me is that I do a lot of live uh, presentations and on stage presentations. I also do many of the holistic wellness fairs, and I was lined up for four or five of them <laughs> this past year, at which they were all canceled. Uh. But um, interestingly enough, they some of the people tried to recap it in a way to do things on Zoom. Um, now I've been I've had clients on Zoom for many years previous to, to COVID. So I was used to that. Um, but I, I really love the live thing. And right now, currently I'm um, taking precautions and I am doing some people live right now that's working out pretty well. Um, so uh, it's a mix, you know, I'm, I'm, I, it's a mix right now of what, what I'm doing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm I'm always a little bit nosy, but I think it's important information to, you know, as as a community of wellness practitioners, it's like how are we going to adapt and thrive here because, <laughs> you know, it's real. So, um yeah, absolutely. Um and so and what are what are the live events that you do look like? Is it are they like big music festivals? Are they like the big wellness fairs, um like kind of psychic fairs? Like what kind of uh events do you uh usually like to attend? They're the big wellness fairs, yeah. yeah the holistic fairs. Um, I, I uh, since I've been in Massachusetts, uh, I the one in Marlboro that comes out in November. I'm always at that one. That's one of the really big ones. I've done some in Maine, um, and uh, Newburyport, um, d- just various areas around. So yeah, are there like what what do you like about those events, um, or what do you love about those events? I am such a people person, <laughs> so you know, I, it, it, there's a lot of of a lot of energy at those at those venues, and I love the buzz of the energy, and I love to meet new people, and I usually do little flavor bites, little mini iridology sessions at those things. And so people get to be educated and understand what it is. And so, you know, because I feel like this, this needs education. People don't know what it is. So that's why I get out there and do presentations and different things. Yeah. What is a, what is a little flavor bite um, like versus a, a full session? Like how, you know, time wise, content wise, so I might, I, what I would do is a little 15 minute with the left eye first and, um, you know, just give some pretty key points of, of a take takeaways that people can have right then and there and give actually a little profile and suggestions of what to do. So they have something. Yeah. And, and a full session is an hour, 90 minutes. Yep, a full session is an hour, and we're cover- and then people come away with um, a whole 
I gave a whole profile list of suggestions that uh, cover whatever is pertinent and what's ever individually going on with them that they need to know and things to do right away. Yeah. Would people like do weekly sessions? They're probably, I mean, like monthly sessions or how, how did they kind of, uh, how would you stagger a follow-up? Like, um, because like you said, you mentioned that the eyes don't change like day to day. So um, how, how would, if somebody came and got an initial consultation, what would the follow-up um, kind of start looking like? So if it's just nutritional that somebody's wanting to do and they need to be on a program and they, they need some assistance. I'm not going to slam them with like hundreds of supplements. We're going to take it, you know, a little bits at a time to not overwhelm. So there would be maybe a, a two week follow up kind of thing for that. If there's the emotional piece, then we set up, I have a program that I put people in, um, usually do eight sessions and, uh, then we really get, we have time. It's a commitment, you know, it's for people that are really dedicated to want to have change. So then that's the, that's a program thing. And that could be once a week or, or once every two weeks, but we set it up as an, as an eight yeah. package deal. Aren't those the best people to work with when they're like, yes, I like want this so bad. I want to like improve my life. And it's like, it's like, yes, it's like you're a team. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love I love people with an appetite. <laughs> I've got one that's pretty ferocious to, to really get to the other side of things. So yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, it sounds like you're you're a, a good coach to have in your in somebody's corner. Um, so um, so sunshine, do you have any um, do you have any upcoming events or any digital virtual kind of stuff um, coming up that people might be curious about? I do. Uh, so I've got the the uh, webinar, the masculine feminine integration, and people can find out more information either on my website, which is what is iridology dot com. I r i d o l g y. What is iridology dot com? And then you can they can go to the, my event page, or if you want a direct information about this, it's. Um, bit.ly and then the slash forward slash masculine feminine course and there's a whole uh, page of information about that perfect um and are you on social medias at all like can people find you on any of those platforms Yes, I um, I am on Facebook, and my business page on Facebook is Holistic Wellness spelled with a W. Um, I think it's a hyphen in Spiral Iridology. Um, and then I don't do Instagram that much, but it's it's Sunshine Beeson three on Instagram. Are there two other Sunshine Beesons in the world? I don't think so, but um, no, not with the Beeson, but I have heard that there's other sunshines. Okay. (laughs) That's great. Um, And so do you have any last words of wisdom you would like to throw into the universe? Sure. I have a, I don't know where I picked up this little quote thing, but I love it. It's your body hears everything your mind says. When you can influence your mind, you can influence your body. Hmm. I like that. That's a juicy one. How do we do that though? How do we do that? Well, the my a little adjunct to that is, is the mind. I say the mind is like a puppy. It needs to be trained. 
<laughs> so I teach people processes about about the mind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so important. You know, it's like, sometimes I get like, I like, I was like t- talking to myself in the shower. I was like, I don't even like half these thoughts in my head. Like sometimes they're just like, they annoy me. They're annoying. Can't this just be quiet for a little while? <laughs> yeah. so. Tens of thousands of thoughts within a minute when you're just by yourself, it's random. So yeah, the mind can be trained like a puppy. It can. Absolutely. There's, there's hope for all of us out there. Yes. Um, so if, if you're just tuning in and you want to hear more about um, sunshine and iridology, um, this and every other show is up on uh, the Energy Matters archive page on my website. So you can always pop over to reikinorthampton.com backslash radio dash archives and check, up the, uh, check out this. Um, the episodes are usually up um, the, the following Friday. Um, or if you're a podcast listener, you can always go on to whatever podcast platform you like and um type in the the energy matters podcast and it's a little starburst symbol um but um thank you so much sunshine for for coming on the show and and sharing what you do and doing all this amazing education um you know i i know that sometimes it's coming to a new area where it's where it's totally fresh it's it's all like what is this what is this but um but but thank you for answering a lot of these just like foundational questions for us it really um you know it's really exciting to to have this healing modality coming out here Um, Thank you so much, Caroline. I really um, enjoyed this and uh, I appreciate you. Perfect. Well, thank you too. (laughs) Um, Have a great weekend, everyone, and be well.